Shalom, I'm Yoni, and you're listening to Kabbalah Pod. Shalom, and welcome back to Kabbalah Pod. Um, today I want to discuss something Rabbi Nachman of Breslov is quoted to have said in Sikhot Haran number 103. In regards to faith and belief, he says it is better to be a fool who believes in everything than to be so clever you do not believe in anything. If you believe in everything, some of your beliefs may be foolish, but you will also believe in the truth. However, when a person is too clever and does not want to believe in anything, he may begin by ridiculing falsehood and folly, but can easily end up so skeptical of everything that he even denies the truth. This is an interesting concept, um, especially you know within yeshiva circles. Um, Judaism is not really considered a faith religion like other religions. Um, Buddhism requires you just to have faith. Christianity requires you just to have faith. The, those are two main religions, right? Islam requires you just to have faith. There's so many religious trends. I mean, that's pretty much what most religions are, is just have faith. Judaism is not like that at all. We don't say, oh, you just have to have faith that things are going to be okay. You just have to have faith in these things. You don't have to... Judaism is not about faith. It's about evidence. Yeah, there's faith involved, but not in the same concept of how other religions do it. Other religions say you just need to believe that this book is true. And if this book is true, then everything it says is true. And that's the foundation of the religion. Yay! Torah doesn't say you have to believe it's true. No, it doesn't. I mean, a Christian Bible, the, the New Testament says it, in a way. Quran requires you to have faith as well. I mean, there's all these new prophets or sons of God or what have you, where you have to have faith that they are who they say they are, and they wrote who, what is they're accredited to writing, and that those texts are accurate. The fact of the matter, though, and I can't comment on... Um, other religious groups as much, but I can because of my knowledge and my studies in regards to Christianity. There are New Testament books that the books that make the some of the Christian Bible are antithetical to every single Jewish concept found throughout all of Torah and Tanakh. Furthermore, the claims made in the Christian Bible have no evidence. And to take it a step farther, who wrote it and when is widely disputed. There's no proof anybody wrote anything at any certain time, and it could have been written hundreds of years after the fact. You have to have faith that the author is honest, but you don't even know who the author is or when they wrote it. In comparison to Torah, do we need to have faith that Moshe wrote Torah? No. I don't think so. I don't view it that way. I don't need to have faith that Moshe wrote Torah. Somebody, anybody could have written Torah. But here's the fact. Judaism does not rely on a small group of people being told the truth or one person being told the truth and then spreading it through relationships. Every other religion has one person, a prophet uh, or son of God in the Christian sense. That person has a unique truth that's only available through them and they get followers and those followers get followers and it spreads. Judaism is not that at all. Yes, Moshe is attributed to writing Torah, but it doesn't matter because we have a strong Jewish tradition that dates back to Har Sinai. And what happened to Har Sinai? 
There was not one revelation to one person. Yeah, Moshe went up the mountain. Mazel tov. That's not what defines Judaism as a nation. It's not. It's not Moshe who made Judaism. It's the entire people, the entire Jewish people. All of the Jews fled Egypt, not just Moshe. They all recounted the Passover experience. And we have six million men plus women and children at Mount Sinai. And what happens? They all hear Torah. It's not Moshe alone being whispered to, and then he says, now I will tell you what to believe, and like the Mormons, I will roll these magic rocks, and you will know what it is that I'm telling you, but you got to trust that it's really from God. No, Judaism doesn't do that at all. Judaism says, hey, everybody heard this. We all heard it. It in different ways, yeah, because everybody interprets differently. What may be tomato for me may be tomato for you. What might be syrup for me could be corn syrup, and what might be syrup for you might be maple syrup. But that doesn't change the fact that we're both having syrup or both having a uh, reddish, don't know if it's a veggie or a fruit. Good question. It comes off the vine. All right, but the point is, mass revelation. We don't have Torah saying, oh, and then we lost everything, and this one person brought back to us. Nowhere in Jewish history is that one person who brought back our Masorah, our heritage, our religious following, our tradition, our concept of Har Sinai. It's not all the Jewish people forgotten this one person remembered or discovered something or brought it back. It's an trackable, tr it's trackable lineage all the way back. We don't have a gap in Masorah. We have six million men plus women and children who heard Torah at Har Sinai. Could it have been an alien? That's what some people would like to argue. Yeah. Does it matter? Not really, no. Sorry, in my book, it doesn't matter. What matters is it? Everybody heard. So if everybody heard, and we're not disputing the facts of what was heard, then Torah is evidenced. We, we have evidences that Torah is true. Do we have proof? No, we don't have proof. Rabbi Dovber Cohen says you can never have proof over anything. You can have evidence. I'm sitting on a ball chair recording this episode. I have evidence that I'm sitting on a chair. I can see it. I can touch it. I can wobble it. I feel it. I can smell it if I really want to get my nose that close. I have all these evidences that it exists. Okay. I have evidence that I've been talking and recording over 50 episodes of Kabbalah Pod. I have the memories of it and I have the episodes on the podcast and everything. But the fact is it's only evidence. It's not proof because in some way, at some point, what if life started right here in this moment and all of my memories from beforehand were implanted and everything was planted as evidence. That's why it's evidence because it leads me to believe this past, but it's not proof. So Judaism is evidence-based. Nothing is proof-based. Okay. We have evidence of Torah. We have evidence of oral Torah. It's found in Vayikra and everywhere else. We have evidence of all these components to Judaism. I'm not being asked to have faith 
that God exists. I can logically deduce in the evidence that's given to me that God exists. I can logically deduce in the evidence that's given to me that Torah exists and that what how Torah was brought about and implemented for the past 5,779 years. Well, not that long. You get my point, though. I, I have evidence that that's true. I can logically deduce that. The evidence leads me to be an observant Orthodox Jew. Okay? But there's one little bit of faith that's needed. And that's it. Ready for this? I have evidence of who God is. Because of Torah? Because of experiences? Because of events in history? Because of Kabbalah? Because of the Sephiros? I have evidence of how Hashem is more or less the the limited way i can understand and so based off that evidence i have to take the little step of faith that god does love me or that god does care or kind or is kind or whatever that little bit of step of faith to accept the evidence and believe in it as if it's proof that's really from a yeshivish perspective from an Orthodox perspective, that's really the definition of what Judaism is. It is an evidence-based approach that requires not even a jump of proof, not a leap of faith, more like a baby step of trust. So, when Rabbi Nachman Breslov says it's better to be a fool who believes in everything than to be so clever you do not believe in anything, it's an interesting, interesting thing to discuss. It's fascinating to consider, to look at, and to weigh. And the fact is, is that, yeah, what's better? Believe in everything or believe in nothing? That's what he tries to address. That's why he continues. He says that if you believe in everything, some of your beliefs may be foolish, but you also believe in the truth. However, when a person's too clever and does not want to believe in anything, he may begin by ridiculing falsehood and folly, but can easily end up so skeptical of everything that he even denies the truth. So, how much of a big deal is that? How essential is truth? Well, if Hashem is truth, if God is truth, if we choose not to believe in God, that's an issue. It's a critical issue. Ramvam writes, the 13 principles of the faith, that one must believe in Hashem. A Jew must believe in Hashem. Okay? If I choose not to believe in Hashem because I'm so critical and cynical over everything, then I'm not part of the world to come. I may not believe in it, but one, one day, trust me, when it's time for me to be in the world to come, I'm not, then I'll believe. But that's not me. I actually do believe. So, is it better to have false beliefs? I think it depends on the false belief. I think it depends on your position. And the reason I say this is because of Vodozara is also completely unacceptable for a Jew. Can it be expected of a non-Jew? Yeah. Noah hides as long as they don't have an actual idol, and as long as they believe in the in a one God, and that they name that God Hashem or whatever. I mean, Christianity falls into that boat as long as the person doesn't get really tripped up over their concept of Trinity or something like that. But Christianity tries to assert that it is a monotheistic faith. So for a Noahide, Christianity is acceptable. They're a Noahide. They have a place in the world to come. 
But for a Jew, Christianity is resolutely, impossibly, impractical, and unacceptable to observe. We can support non-Jews in believing in it. And God may have chosen to bring about Christianity in some fashion to lead non-Jews from non-theism or polytheism, so atheism and polytheism to monotheism. So that could be a nachide. But for a Jew, we cannot choose to believe in Islam or Christianity or anything else other than Judaism. So that is where we need to draw the line. It's not good for the Jew to believe in absolutely everything, because by believing everything, their truth may be so muddled and so confused that they get led into a Christian sect, Messianic Judaism, Messianic Christianity, whatever you want to call it, that they can get led into that and led astray and miss out on the world to come. So, faith, yes. Is it better to have so much faith you believe in anything instead of no thing? No. I disagree. I think there needs to be balance and harmony. We need to have faith, but we can't be overwhelmed by faith. It has its place in time. It's the little baby step that helps us take these evidences and make it truth in our mind. But we can't be ridiculous, sorry, and believe in every little thing that comes our way. And we can't be discounting and ignore every mystical or spiritual connection there is. And I think that's a beautiful thing about Kabbalah. Yeah, there are people who can take it to extremes. And there can be a lot of confusion and everything. But Kabbalah offers the mystical end of it, and we can balance it with the bookish end of it and the emotional end and make a harmonistic mandorla approach. So the mandorla, okay? I've discussed this on Yidbrick before, but it's the, uh, you get your Venn diagram, the Venn diagram, you have the two circles, okay? On one side, we have physicality, and on the other side, we have spirituality. And in the middle, it makes that shape of the almond, that's called the mandorla, that's the parts that connect together. So that's learning harmony. We can't say, oh, I must be all physical. I must only study. We can't say, oh, I must be so mystical and spiritual that I don't use my brain. No, there has to be a balance and harmony. Yeah, both. Balance, harmony. I'm using this interchangeably, but it's really harmony. For a proper concept of Judaism, you need harmony. You need to accept Kabbalah as well as Torah. I mean, Kabbalah should be based in Torah, but you get my point. Um, a proper harmony would accept yeshivish and chasidus, not extreme on one end or the other, because humans, us humans, were very slant to be extremed and unbalanced and unhinged. And we have to remind ourselves that we're looking for a holistic, harmonistic way of life. Yiddishkeit offers that, but it requires us to keep ourselves in check. We can't believe in everything, and we can't believe in nothing. In the middle, we can believe in something, and we need to have that harmony. So I know Rabbi Nachman says it's better to believe in everything than nothing, but I think if you believe in everything, it puts you in just as dangerous a position as nothing, because truth that's misinterpreted really is no longer truth. Truth of Hashem taken and confused into Christianity is no longer truth.
So, on a side note, Robert Dov Baragon gives it to me, I thought it was a hilarious example of Christianity in its best. Is Kabbalah gone wrong? Having done a semiotics program and Kabbalah is full of semiotics, I can, I can see where that happens. And that's why we have to be careful with Kabbalah. We can't just jump into metaphor and live in it without full understanding, a full concept of parties and education and having balance in Harusa. It's necessary. So remember, harmony, mandola, we can't be extremist. We have to be balanced. And if you're being led elsewhere, then I would really question the source. And by all means, question this source as well, because it's best for you to question and assert the evidences for your belief than it is to have a blind faith that gets led astray. Have a question or topic idea? We'd love your input and ideas. Send us a tweet, message Yidbrek on Facebook, or leave us a voicemail in the Anchor app. Not on social media? That's okay. Send us your ideas at yidbrek.com slash kabbalah. Be a monthly supporter on Anchor FM or by visiting yidbrek.com slash donate. You can also show your support by purchasing my custom-made kabbalah bracelets or Yiddish artisan beard balm at yidbrek.com slash store. This podcast is a project of Yidbrek building Jewish bridges. Learn more at yidbrick.com slash Kabbalah.